Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Robots Radio presents... Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. It's time for the Cyberpunk Lorecast, friends. Welcome back. Welcome back, Cyberpunks. Welcome back, Chumbas. Welcome back, Grandma. Thanks for listening, Grandma. Uh, grandma and not my grandma somebody's grandma listens to this statistically speaking it, it happens somebody who listens to this is a grandma uh welcome back <laughs> i'm tom of robots and this is my co-host captain logan what's up captain logan how's it going uh not much apparently i'm gonna be uh you know putting some batteries in my zune and uh downloading this podcast to listen to later on with my grandma so i'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that mm-hmm. uh other than that we're playing some spy some some cyberpunk and you know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what happens between the pre-show and then us launching actually the episode because actually, i get the sillies and then you get the sillies um but yeah Hey friends, we're back. Uh, today is going to be a less of a lore episode and more of a news episode because we've got we've got new patch notes to go over. That shouldn't take too long. There's uh, pretty typical stuff in this, but the exciting part is the second half of the episode where we have some information about some potential leaks and names for DLC or at least updates, future updates that have been data mined. So we're going to be discussing that as well. You're not going to want to miss that. So why don't we just dig into it? We got a new patch, a kind of a, a hotfix kind of patch, a 1.21 to come from after the 1.20. And uh, Logan, we've been uh, we've been chatting about this a little bit during the pre-show. What what does this mostly have in it? This is this is really just going to cover the the problems that came as a result of it. So, if you missed out on the one point two podcast episode that we did, where we covered, uh, you know, like the the latest patch and whatnot, there was a there was a fair number of uh, fixes that they put in, and a lot of them were for quests that were just kind of like, hey, if you do this in this situation, it's going to break the the quest and you're not going to be able to progress. So they did a lot of those fixes. This feels like a round two of that, where they went through uh, 1.2 came out. And then when they did 1.2, um, a lot of other stuff happened to kind of, you know, you run into other situations as a result of that fix. And this is kind of going through those and really just kind of trying to squash a lot of the bugs that would kill progression for quests. So you get interesting stuff in here. The first one right off the bat actually was kind of surprising that it could be an issue. So it's, uh, you know, like fix an issue in the gig getting warmer uh, where players were unable to lower bugbear's body temperature. That's a pretty bad bug. Uh, yeah. So I'm glad that we're seeing stuff like that. <laughs> um, we also see things in here like uh, fixed an issue where the clues in cyber psycho sighting uh, blood ritual were not would not count if the players scanned them before talking to their wounded uh, to the wounded MPC. So I'm actually uh, kind of curious now that, I, oh man, I didn't even think about this, but I'm actually going to jump into um, my uh, Street Kid, the the playthrough that I was doing there. And I'm actually going to see if the actual quest, the Cyber Psycho uh, quest that I had that, remember when we talked forever ago about being able to, to not untrack your quests, but I, I mm-hmm. got around that because I had a, a bugged out Cyber Psycho quest. I'm... I'm actually wondering if that's actually fixed now because that was uh, something that was in here. So it doesn't look like that got fixed. So I'm going to scroll through the, uh, yeah. the bugs, but yeah, well, did, I'll chime in while you're while you're searching stuff. for that. There's there's a pretty significant list. You can, of course, just look up the whole list. We're not going to read out everything because most of these are kind of boring to listen to. But the concept here is that three weeks ago, they released the 1.20 patch. And of course, with any patch, there's going to be other things that they either weren't able to address yet as of the time that that had to get approved and released or that that 
cause other issues. Sometimes patches will cause other problems that they aren't 100% sure are problems until they're able to test them. And what better test bed than to put it out there for thousands of people to try. And then, of course, people start complaining on the forums about like, oh, well, this now this thing's borked. And that doesn't mean that they didn't have QA inside testing these things. But think about it, the, the difference. Think about the size of the game, the number of quests out there. There's only so many opportunities they have to run through the quest with their QA in order to see if it works. And if it worked completely for them, that might be specific to the system, specific to the hardware, the graphics card that they have, uh, the, the tester in the order that they went through things. There's lots of variables. So this is a typical hotfix. Hey, we're still working on this. And Logan, to me, the fact that this only took three weeks to put out and is as extensive as, as it is, is another another one of these signs that they are on top of things that they are yeah. that they, they have all, you know, I don't know, all sheets to the wind. I, what's the what's the pirate? You're a pirate. What's the pirate <laughs> phrase for like putting all men on deck and, and you know, going. Go no, yeah, speed. you nailed it. That yeah. was perfect. There you go. One hundred percent. Very much what pirate. <laughs> all sheets pirate. to the wind. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, but that's good. I mean, this is like uh, uh, I, I think there's probably at least 30 individual things that are addressed here including not just like updates for quests there's a bunch most of them are updates for quests but then you have some gameplay fixes things like uh fixed an issue where after the player commits a crime on the roof of a building ncpd officers would spawn behind the player's back well of course that doesn't make any sense right like it's one thing yeah. if you're on a street corner and uh, an officer spawns behind your back because they may have wandered in from around the corner you can kind of justify that but like I'm yeah, on a yeah. freaking rooftop. How did that guy get there? Um, yeah. So that's that's a nice fix. Um, fix an issue Maybe. preventing the player from climbing ladders out of water. Kind of a nice thing not to have be a problem. What were yeah, you gonna that's say? A big deal. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna uh, give an update. So I, I did some digging, and uh, thank you, Control F and Google. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, so apparently, the issue that I had, where uh, the quest is smoke on the water, where you kind of go out to a dock in uh, as Pacifica, and you you take care of a cyber cycle out there. That quest uh, was supposed to be fixed in one point two where it's it even says like it's it's no longer going to reappear in your in your journal when it's completed well i completed it but mm. it's still in my journal and uh the the 1.21 doesn't seem to address that that has actually been fixed so there are still some bugs to to be put in here um now that i've, I've kind of gone through and checked this one that i i know is a reoccurring issue uh i'm actually probably going to hop onto the forums after we get done and resubmit this as a a still persistent bug so it, it seems like you know they, they definitely put a big list of of bug fixes in here in some situations depending whether you're on consoles or pc uh some of these things may still be in in the game may still be affected so if you run into something it's it's frustrating but i would i would definitely recommend you do the the thing that's going to make the game a better game and try to get it reported so that you know they can go back and take another look because what they do is they essentially fix the bug and then they send it to qa qa tests the bug in a various number of ways if it passes all those checks it goes back to the devs and they mark it off of the list whereas when you have you know 15 million people playing this game uh, a lot of them are only going to play it through maybe one or two times some of us that are like dedicated to to the actual game are going to be playing multiple times we're going to run into different ways so if you run into something i'm definitely going to recommend do what I'm planning on doing and actually report the bug as still uh, a bug so that it can it can actually get fixed in there. So right. Um, and politely. And that's that's the other yeah. side of this is that so many people will point <laughs> these things out, but they'll do it in like this really pissed off, you know, like spoiled brat kind of way, you know, like, oh, my God, I can't believe you guys didn't fix this thing with this quest still like this. <laughs> they don't need to. They don't need to hear that. That's not. That's not particularly beneficial and it doesn't do anybody any good and it kind of makes you look like a jerk. So the, yeah. the best way to do this is, hey, just so you guys know, I just I noticed that this thing is still an issue with the game. Here is the situation and how I caused the bug to happen. Right. This yeah. is this is the order in which I did things. I did this. I did this. I did this. And then this thing occurred, which shouldn't have occurred. That's the best thing you yeah. can do, because then they know how to recreate it or attempt to recreate it. Um, so treating them like human beings and uh, like you're part of the QA team is the best way to make sure that these things get fixed in order to make sure that you end up with a, a better game in, in the long run. So um, 
also, you know, also the treat people like humans, it, like good normal yeah. humans, like you want to be treated, you know? Yeah. And if you're if you're ever looking to be like me, trying to get into the game industry, reporting bugs and having a record of those bugs and whether they get fixed or not, really good for a resume. Just going to toss oh, yeah. that out there. Yeah, and it's good practice. It's good practice. Yeah. Um, in order to be a QA tester, you have to be able to document the order that you did things and what caused what, so that the programmers can go back and look at that and see, okay, well, what triggered and when what order in order to make this thing happen. And then they can find where there's, you know, something in the code that's not performing the way it should. Um, so, yeah, tips, tips for, you know, success in life and uh, programming and things. Um, so the other things really that this, glad. what was that? I'm just, I'm really glad that we're seeing, I hope that this is just kind of the start for the actual hot fixes like I, I know that generally hot fixes are like the 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 things that they have to do it because they're they're they realize like this is just something that they're going to have to toss in it was caused as a result of the patch and it, it, since it's clear that some things are still kind of broken um i would i would love to have some more of these hot fixes before they just kind of like wipe their hands of it and continue on with uh, the next gen updates yeah yeah and i think we'll probably continue to get those most teams will still keep a certain percentage of the team on these kinds of fixes even while the rest of the team moves forward with some of the other things so i, I wouldn't be surprised especially with talk that we some of the things we talked about in previous episodes about how they're splitting their team and um organizing things differently i can imagine that they would be addressing that um so there are a few other things in here that are kind of fun to point out. Uh, the one visual fix listed says yeah. fixes various issues related to clipping and NPCs clothes. So, uh, you know, no more nipples just sticking out of your shirt or uh, that kind of stuff. But who knows? Maybe, I don't know if they've addressed all of these because they don't list them here. But that was intended. <laughs> that was intended. That was, uh, you know, nip and nipple. But maybe those are the outfits of the future. What if what if <laughs> modders be aware um, if you want to have a mod? project you could mod in the older versions of the clothing that just have holes where the nipples go so that they can poke out of the clothes because who knows maybe that's a fashion in night city in 2077 um i'm really <laughs> curious tom do you do you think that the like i i don't know about you maybe you've noticed this but um i've noticed that with a lot of the the clothing they actually disregard your character's body model so if your body yeah. model is a different shape compared to the clothing the clothing actually just like squishes down your body so like it's I mostly be really... your boobs it's it let's be honest it's the large breasted well, characters that get squished into smaller clothing i i see it with the dudes in their butts too it's weird oh really i don't get it yeah yeah I don't like know. The, the, the like yeah i don't know i don't know what it is but yeah that's a that's a fun it's a fun thing that... it's a it's a limited <laughs> amount of time where they weren't able to do uh you know size meshes for each specific type of clothes for each body type I have a feeling that's yeah. what it is. And so what they're doing is um, it's part of maybe it's part of why they reload the character every time you change your clothes is that it has to mm. it has to load in the body shape that fits for every piece of clothing rather than adjusting. Yeah. Picking the clothing that I fits the body that shape. Too. Yeah. That, and that's right. just my guess. Um, some UI CDPR stuff. Gets a... What was that? Oh, I was going to say CDPR gets a, uh, they get a, they get a pass on that one. I'll, I'll give them a pass. <laughs> I think it was one of those necessary things cause they just didn't have the resources to put into it, which maybe they're fixing. Maybe that's maybe some of these, uh, various issues that are being addressed are actually making clothing fit your body shape. Um, it'd be interesting. If you guys notice any of this, please let us know. Um, we haven't had time to look through all of these things, but if that's something that you notice now that you're aware that that's a thing to maybe look for, yeah, chime in. Let us know on, on Twitter or on the Robots Radio Discord. Um, UI updates added back the icon above NPCs who are under the district enemies quick hack effect. Scanning UI is now less cluttered and fixed an issue where Japanese slash traditional Chinese text could disappear if the player changed the interface language from English to one of these languages. So if you are somebody who speaks those languages or reads those languages and prefers them, then that works better now. Um, stability and performance updates. There's one note here for various memory management improvements, reducing the number of crashes. So again, I've, I found 1.20 to be more, um, uh, less crashy. That's the, those are the, that's yeah. the technical phrase among, we're talking about QA people. <laughs> crashy is the phase is the phrase and it's less crashy and it is now even more less crashy, more, less yeah. crashy crashy language is hard yeah, legal, guys 
legally legally they do have to say stability but in in the industry it is definitely like what is crashy and not crashy right yeah either things are more crashy or less crashy or more less crashy or less more crashy those are yeah. official phrases um they're not confusing at all it's console nope. specific now if you are a japanese player on a console like specifically the PlayStation 4, then players should now be able to select stickers in photo mode using the circle button in the Japanese version of the game on PlayStation 4. And as you may or may not know, the buttons on your PS4 controller work differently if you're in the US or if you're in Japan. Do you guys know about this? Not anymore. Not anymore. Well, then why is this they an issue still? It. I know they, I heard that they switched it, but was it, Habit. is it a universal switch? I don't know. Yeah. They, cause, cause in Japan, the, uh, the symbols mean different things. Like the mm -hmm. circle is a, an affirmative where an X is like a, a negative, but the way that most, uh, most Americans hit their buttons is they generally just hit the X button when they're programming it. So they changed it to Japan because they wanted to have it more universal for developers. And it's just, it's, it's a really annoying change. It's kind of like going from uh, Xbox to Nintendo where yeah. the AB and XY are swapped. So you're hitting A thinking it's the uh, the the affirmative and uh, B for back and it's and it's mixed up. So yeah, like I, I can imagine that the reason they did this is because there's probably an option in in Japan where you can actually keep it the way it was. And uh, they, they probably just allowed it so that the game actually recognizes that input as opposed to ignoring the actual like system level mappings. But that's that's, a, that's just guessing at that point. I know. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird because that is unified now for that to be a thing, which made me think maybe the PlayStation 5 now matches, but the PlayStation 4 doesn't. Or maybe there's some specifics around this that I'm just not aware of. I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah without without speaking to someone from japan or who has it set up for that it's going to be hard to know for sure like if that's what it actually means but yeah. if anything it's just nice that the, you know it's easy to to kind of think locally in your region and not really take into consideration how other people are playing the game but just seeing this is just kind of a nice testament to them trying to make sure that their game localized in in different regions is being treated uh with with just as much equality as as like your specific you the royal you kind of uh, uh approach so right. i'm just happy for that. right this last one i find kind of interesting because there's a stadia specific fix here it's listed as fixed some graphical issues on the bridge in makoshi in belly of the beast slash changes um i my assumption was that things running for stadia were all just running on i mean it was basically the pc version of the game running on a server and then just being sent through the internet to your screen so this I'm, I'm not a developer but this makes me go oh there are stadia specific builds for these games that are somehow different than a regular pc build that's interesting that does that mean that there are like uh, i mean xbox microsoft is streaming stuff uh sony is streaming stuff through playstation now does that mean that every streaming service has a slightly different build now for a game it seems like it because I'm reading through uh, the patch notes for 1.2 and they, they actually do have it split up for console, PC and Stadia. Or maybe so just Stadia is different in some it way. It could just be that Stadia is because they seem, well, I mean, it's hard to know, but um, I, it feels like Stadia because it has its own output and that output is very specific to either you, you're paying for Stadia or you're not paying for Stadia. They have like two different ways of, of the game being rendered mm -hmm. and that could just be because i'm looking through the 1.2 the 1.2 is uh improved stability throughout the title which is a weird thing to think about uh fixed missing uh special effects in the crafting menus re-implemented a missing prompt for taking a screenshot in i don't want to hear it quest uh fixed several graphical issues with lighting and cascade shadows and implemented missing numerical key prompts for uh Zerti keyboards so I mean, it, it seems like Stadia is its own actual version, which would kind of lean itself or lean into that that idea of like when we heard about when, you know, what was it back in October when they announced a Stadia version? Everyone's like, OK, you're, so you're putting it on Stadia, too. And it seems like, no, there's there might actually be a Stadia specific version of the game that is just running on reduced options for a PC version. 
and maybe that's why it was running so so well is because it had very specific rendering requirements for that because it mm -hmm. seems like a lot of the stuff is special effects or, or visuals doesn't seem like very much about what that version is having trouble with is um right any kind of performance things like that so just wonder, seems seems interesting i wonder if it's built kind of like a um a console in that uh, the console is a very specific set of hardware so stadia has unified in their back end like it is these processors it is these graphics cards and it is this soft it is this uh memory and anything that mm. runs on stadia runs on that unified hardware across the board and so they can specialize the software for that hardware specifically which means they can write more directly to it which would then make it would make sense to design a very specific version of the game for that hardware in order to optimize it it's i definitely agree i, I definitely think 100 percent that that them having a limited amount of hardware kind of restricts what's necessary for the the render options and for the the actual settings like you know motion blur things like that uh shadows kind of makes that a little simpler in that instance yeah. uh, they don't have to they don't have to worry about i think the biggest difference is that the that the console versions were just running on so such low powered hardware that it just kind of made the game a lot harder to actually do that but the reason why the stadia version was so much better than the just the standard pc version was because it was like hey everyone is going to be playing these on the same exact hardware you only have to optimize for that uh that specific set of hardware for the people that are going to be playing it on this on the streaming service mm -hmm. so i don't know maybe maybe a stadia isn't isn't as uh as as bad as people people seem to put it there maybe it's maybe it's a good way to go maybe yeah maybe, i'm growing pains with anything is a thing so um so the last thing about this before we move on to the middle of the show and all the fun stuff we're going to talk about in, in the second half uh you know how they never say to read the comments well i was like okay let's listen let's oh, no. the comments let's see what the comments i have good news friends oh, no. i have good news friends either oh. they've got an amazing moderator or everyone is being awesome because you get comments like nice thanks keep it up my dudes thanks for everyone's continued hard work it like hell yeah hurry up and give us new game plus already which is not necessarily ne negative but like hey I, I like it please add this you know um so most of these are like people acting like human beings and being super nice um and then some questions and things but the one that i i like the best the, the best comment that you can see on the first page is get this you know, listen to the whole thing before you react Hello. Okay, okay. Does this hotfix fix Takamura's romance not triggering question mark? Posted by <laughs> posted by Takamura Simp. <laughs> <laughs> At first I was like, what? Oh That's God. not a thing. And then I was like, wait a minute, who posted this? And I read the name and I was like, oh, <laughs> I get it. Okay. <laughs> That's a good bug. That, that, I bet that probably got pushed onto the to the dev team. That's great. Yeah. Oh man. So you uh, you actually you 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 went and did the thing that I was like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Um, so I decided to head over to. Um, I decided to head over to the, the, the Twitter. Wait, wait, before, before we move off this, Tekamura's simp has three comments. The other two are. Uh, what's new in Night City Patch 1.2 development inside? They posted, add Takamura Romance, please. Pools, PLS. And then Patch 1.1, add Takamura Romance, all caps, please, CDPR. <laughs> They've oh been petitioning God. for this for three months now, since January 22nd. Four months, almost four months. Oh. This is amazing. This person is on, like, got an agenda. I like this. This is yeah. good. And they're being polite. Please. They're adding please. And then does it, it fix the <laughs> It doesn't fix the oh, not God. triggering. That's great. That's, That's great. like the uh uh there's a comment on a on a really great video from Destiny that I saw where this guy was it was like a bunch of titans and they were punching this this boss to death. And it, it's it's like the the atypical uh joke with titans is that they, they punch through their problems. But they're always called uh cran eaters, which is just a really horrible thing to, to mention. But there was one dude who just bit into the bit and his comment was like, My <laughs> the crans fell out of my mouth when my jaw dropped watching this awesome video. And it's just this like <laughs> it was so great. Comments like that I absolutely love. I'm really glad. I so uh, okay. 
you you checked out the videos or you checked out the comments in the forums, which I expect that people in the forums are going to be either, you know, really bipolar. That it's going to be super positive or super negative. Yeah. Uh, rarely yeah. do people ever go to forums with with intent. So I went to the actual tweet about this to take a look at just how like people are responding <laughs> on, on Twitter, which is less tweet. filtered than their own website. Yes. Right. Very much so. Yeah. Very, very much just like everyone. And so um, when I was just kind of skimming through here, I'll be a hundred percent honest. Everyone that I've read so far has actually been very positive. A That's lot great. of people are responding positive to how this patch came out. A lot of people are just glad to see that they are continued. And I think this is exactly what they need for their reputation. I've, I've seen a lot of discourse through uh, podcasts and things like that. A lot of people are sitting there asking, like, when are CDPR going to uh, either give up on this game and move on? Or when are people going to, um, or when is CDPR going to re reclaim its reputation? And this, mm -hmm. this looking at these these comments and stuff, it's clear to me that the people that are engaged with the social media and with the with the patch notes see this as a positive. So, CDPR, if if you guys want to earn your your trust with the community, continue doing this. Continue putting out hot fixes that fix issues. Continue listening to the community, and for the love of Pete. Please give us a Takamura romance option so we can help <laughs> Mr. Takamura simp. We gotta help this person one while we're at it. We gotta help this it, person out. Yeah, <laughs> they're on a mission. They're not gonna be able to move on with their life unless this happens, and I support <laughs> it. You know, you want Takamura romance? Give it to him. Oh man, I want. I kind of want to screenshot this and make it a T-shirt. Right. Just like right, right like, here on your on your shirt. You know. Although if I can, if I can be bold and pull this into a Keanu Reeves reference, uh -huh. this reminds me of uh, the movie Speed with Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves, where Sandra Bullock falls in love with Keanu Reeves because of a very stressful moment. Takamuro literally drags you out of the dump uh -huh. and takes you back into, into reality and saves yeah. your life. Yeah. Of course you're going to fall for him. Yeah, he's, it's the whole nurse thing. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. It's like falling in love I with your nurse. Totally. Oh, yeah. Totally. It should totally. be a thing. It totally should be a thing. thing. In Dumb Dumb while we're at it. You know, if we're going to if we're going to be granting <laughs> wishes here, let's get a Dumb Dumb romance going. Why isn't there a Dumb Dumb romance yet? Can we make a Dumb Dumb right. simp? Somebody make a Dumb Dumb simp uh, account <laughs> and start posting about it. And let us let us know. Send us links. And be like, hey, guys, I posted. I would love that. I will share it. I will share. I'll retweet it. I want to see. I want to see, see this. more more uh, campaigning for Takamura and Dum Dum. Dum Dum. Yeah. Dum Dum Simp. That's that's <laughs> the new account. Dum Dum Simp. Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, we've got uh, we, we're, we've been hitting on little bits of things that are going to come up in the next part. So let's go do the middle of the show and then we will be back in order to talk about some really school school stuff. Some really school stuff like some, I love school addition stuff. and subtraction <laughs> and grammar. All right, here we Multiplication go. Multiplication with joy toys. It's great. <laughs> All right, friends, this is the part of the show where we get to thank our patrons who are freaking amazing. Thank you to all 19 of you who have signed up on patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast in order to get early episodes of the show and ad free contents and even join us on future episodes to talk about stuff, which which is coming up. It's coming up. It's the 18th already of April. Man, time is flying. So that means next week on the 25th, we will be having our patron show and Man, I want to hear I want to hear your thoughts on these things. We have one, two, three, four, five, six potential patrons who are upgraded and ready to join us next week. And hopefully all of them can make it um, same time as regular 9 p.m. Eastern on Sunday night. So uh, if you can't make it, let me know. We'll we'll see if we can accommodate you or you can always send in a recording or something in, in order to, you know, tack it onto the episode. Um, but guys, let's let's jump on that discord and start talking about what our topic might be. I'd like to leave it open for you guys to be a thing to discuss. But, you know, feel free to, to chime in. I think there was some thoughts about talking about. Um, oh, we, we were going to talk about uh, romances, but specifically uh, Judy the ones, or the male ones. I don't or remember. Judy. Was it? uh Toasty, Toasty's in chat. Toasty can remind me. I think Toasty wanted to talk about Judy. Both. It could be both. We'll figure really? it out. Him? Yeah. That's strange. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> um, 
but that's that's what we got coming up. So thank you for everyone who helps support the Patreon. If you if you don't have any money, but you still want to help support the show, but, and you happen to have an Amazon Prime account, you get a free sub that you can use for the Robots Radio Twitch channel or Captain Logan's Twitch channel in order to support us on there. And that would be amazing because Jeff Bezos doesn't need the money. And if you don't have any money and you still want to help support the show, then leaving a rating or a review and telling your friends are the next best things you can possibly do. So thank you again to everyone who helps us out. We really, really do appreciate it. We can't do it without you guys. You guys are the absolute best. All right, let's move on with the rest of the show. Do you like adventure? Yeah. Do you like laughing? Uh, yeah. Would you like to listen to a group of people you don't know play D&D and reference retro pop culture you vaguely remember? Um, Excellent. You're going to love Committee Quest. We play D&D in the world of Amaran. We use adventure modules and supplements made by people in the community. We also have a sweet synthwave backing track. Come and join us on our adventure. Volume 1 has been completed. Volume 2 coming the end of January. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So we've got a few different news stories. Uh, let's start with, I think this is probably the most important one. And I think this plays into the idea that uh, we kind of chatted about last few weeks about, man, these guys, these guys have been listening to us. It's a good thing you guys are tuning into our show, uh, CD Project Red, because we're giving you we're giving you that roadmap for exactly how to get back in the good graces of everybody and turn this into a thing that can be both amazing and what people want and also continue to make you money. And so there's an article here from WHBL.com. This isn't the only site with these. Of course, there's lots of people reporting on this. But specifically here, it, it says CD Projekt committed to fixing Cyberpunk 2077 so it can sell, quote, for years. And that's that's the general message that has been coming out from CD Projekt Red. Um, the article here says video game maker CD Projekt has no plans to shelve Cyberpunk 2077 and is committed to fixing glitches to make its flagship game a long term success after a troubled rollout. Joint Chief Executive Adam Kaczynski, Kaczynski, there's not a Z, Kaczynski. Uh, told Reuters Reuters is one of those like actual news places still that does like objective news which is wonderful so <laughs> side note if, if you want actual news go check out Reuters uh, Kaczynski said CD Projekt was in touch with Sony which pulled Cyberpunk 2077 from its PlayStation Store only a week after its debut in December amid complaints of glitches in video games the role-playing game built as an open-world action-adventure story set in a megalopolis obsessed with power glamour and body modification I love this like marketing lingo and featuring Hollywood star Keanu Reeves was delayed three times before its debut this is the quote that I think most people are gonna be excited about quote I don't see an option to shelve Cyberpunk 2077. We are convinced that we can bring the game to such a state that we can be proud of it and therefore successfully sell it for years to come, Kaczynski said. That's that's the kicker. This is that is the line that all of these people have been commenting about. All of these news sources, all of these video game media outlets are talking about that line right there. And that says to me that they are going to not only continue patching it, but they're going to keep working on making this something that they can be proud of and that the community will want to buy. And that is the key, right? It's not just about, eh, we're just going to patch it and then we're going to move on to the next thing. This is the kind of comment you say when you want this game to sell well a year from now or two years from now, because that's going to rely on the community being able to tell their friends, hey, this is a great game now. You should get it. Hey. Maybe you should play with me. Maybe that'll be a thing that you can do, right? What do you think, Logan? 
it's been interesting to see the discourse behind this because I feel like this was always kind of in the cards and I've, I've been, you know, saying it, if anyone goes and listen to the show, they need to keep working on it. They need to keep developing it. They can't let this go. And it's nice to see that they are confirming this with, uh, like actual news outlets, because I feel like that was what was necessary for their, well, for their stockholders. I'm going to be hundred percent blunt. I think their stockholders wanted to have this kind of a certainty so that they, they felt like they were uh, getting what they were asked for. Yeah. And honestly, it's just nice to see that kind of confirmation coming from this, the studio that, you know, they, they very easily could have gotten this to a state where they were happy with it. They could have released the uh, the next gen update, put out a couple DLC, and then that was it. That's that's all they needed to. They've already got their contracts. They've already made their money back. They could move on to another franchise like Witcher and still retain like a lot of that that love and discourse for uh, for that franchise. But. It, it, they put a lot of work into it. They put a lot of a lot of care into trying to bring this world into a realized state, and it's got promise. It has potential. It needs the work. And hearing that they want to make it work for years is just another reaffirmation of my my desire to stick with this and trust that while they haven't been you know they haven't been hitting every hurdle, they're still in the race, and they want to make sure that they don't mess things up further and that they're trying to communicate that and when i look at this and i see that they came out with a really big 1.2 patch that they're hot fixing it uh past that and they're not just moving on to next gen uh patches it, it makes me feel better about me wanting to spend more time in this world and continue to, to play around with it because you know with talks of dlc and things like that there's there's a lot of good stories that they could continue to tell in this game and i'm just looking forward to that at this point yeah yeah, this is this is good news. It's uh, messaging that they need to continue hammering home because not everyone's going to pay attention to it. Um, but I feel like as of this 1.2 patch and actually seeing what it does and then the continuation with the hotfix and the messaging here that their their messaging and their actions are lining up. And we're finally at a point now where the studio is saying what they're doing and they're doing what they say and we are back on track. Um, so my thoughts here are just keep it up. You guys are doing it. Keep it up. And we're going to keep supporting it. We will come back to the game. I would love for this to be the kind of thing that every six months I can't help but load it back up and play it again because there's new changes. There's new content. There's new stuff going on that I just can't avoid. I have to see it. And yeah, that would be amazing. There's a ton of stuff already. Yeah, yeah, uh, it would be great. Yeah, this this could be a um, a game as platform thing. You build in some um, some downloadable content that you can pay for, just like Sea of Thieves or any of these other games, Destiny, whatever. And you patch in the ability to play a little bit of multiplayer, and then you grow that part of it out. You know, you turn this into No Man's Sky for Cyberpunk, and this game will be the kind of thing you play for ten years, and. You, you know, there, there are going to be people out there wanting to buy stuff that you can't actually get in the game or that takes longer to get in the game, but you want to just pay for, you know, there's no problem with that as long as the core content in the game is good and people just want to keep playing it. And that that really works. We've seen that that works. There's no reason this game can't be that. So fingers crossed. Let's hope that that gets there. So the other main thing that we have to talk about now is that with Cyberpunk's 1.2 patch and now the 1.21 patch, there are people who are data mining these. And if you don't know what data mining is, that is where people get the content from the game and they're able to open up the files in a way similar to the programmers in order to see what kind of stuff is in there. And sometimes they can get at part of the information, maybe they'll find names of files, maybe they'll find images or sounds and these kinds of things. And they're able to kind of parse together things that have been included in the download that aren't necessarily finished yet, but are part of the um, part of the I don't know what, what you call it, part of the uh, composite part of the uh, when the files get formed and, and formed together. There's executable. a word for it. Yeah, part of the executable and, and the way that the files are built. Um, now, the big news and this came out a few weeks ago, but there's been a little bit more of an update on this is that there are some hints for some things that will potentially be updates to the game. And these are probably not full-fledged DLC packs in the way that we're expecting, say, like the next story bit to be that's coming later this year. 
Um, but these could potentially be concepts for uh, future updates or uh, new content that will be added to the game that isn't necessarily part of a DLC pack. And there's a lot of speculation about this. So let's let's go over these. There's about what nine, ten of these uh, different names to go over. So they were able to find that um, each of these is listed out as individual kinds of future downloads or, or projects. And they have simple names like Ripper Docs, Body Shops, Fashion Forward, Gangs of Night City, Body of Chrome, Rides of the Dark Future, The Relic, Neck Deep, and Night City. And um, CD Projekt Red has responded to this. They've said that these aren't actual names of content that are going to be released and they don't have to do with like the big DLC packs. So maybe these are ways of the development team defining sections of content that they're going to be releasing updates for. So for example, an update for Ripper Docs, maybe more Ripper Doc locations across the city, maybe updates for things the Ripper Docs can do or augment or change. And, you know, maybe updates for the way that that functions in your character or other characters. Then there's stuff like body shops. What does body shop mean? Well, chances are that means the ability to upgrade your cars. So maybe this is a thing that's coming. Um, changes to uh, vehicles, maybe the way they drive or the way they look. Fashion forward, fashion update, uh, gangs of Night City. Who knows what this could be? Maybe this is more content for the gangs. Maybe these are more side quests. Maybe these are updates to the fixers and the kinds of things that they can do and interact with you. Maybe it's uh, fleshing out some of the gangs that aren't fleshed out so much, like um, the Night Street Gang or uh, Pacifica. There's not a whole lot with, or not Pacifica, the Voodoo Boy. So like maybe there's content around those. Um, Body of Chrome. Maybe that has to do with uh, visual augments to your body that aren't fashion and aren't necessarily ripper docs and things like uh, ability functions, but stuff that's more um, built around like, you know, changing the way your body looks in order for, you know, fashion reasons or whatever. Um, rides of the dark future. Maybe that's new vehicles. Maybe that's new content for vehicles. Uh, the relic. Um, and Logan, what do you think the relic is? Because that's the relic is the chip. What do you think that might yeah. have to do with? It's it's interesting to see all of these because I, I have a feeling that a lot of these are code names. When when I see a lot of things in CFEs or things that are data mined, um, I, it's generally under like the code name that they're using internally. So when I see things like the Relic or Neck Deep or Writers of the Dark Future, I generally think that those might actually be tied to DLC plans and that those are just kind of the general code names that they have for it. So with things like the relic uh i imagine that those are going to be something that ties to another type of relic not necessarily the relic that we are thinking of uh but something that kind of leads you down the the storied path of like your soul like a lot of the there is a lot of contention in night city uh, especially amongst uh, evangelists who think that preserving your soul turns you into an immortal god and that it that goes against the, the laws of nature and that that shouldn't be something that is uh tampered with or, or messed with you know there's a lot of people that are are uh you know gannics and they don't they want to deal with things like the body of chrome where you you have to deal with people who are being oppressed because they've made these augments to their body uh to the point where they're completely chromed out and and they're dealing with that you know we even saw that with uh what was it lizzie wizzy um actually goes insane because of her body modifications to the point where she goes on this killing spree and you're just like holy cow <laughs> so i imagine things like riders of the dark future that could totally be a sect of uh you know the, rides. the rides and shiv. it's not riders it's rides or yeah. rides um but it could be well, in the, uh, okay so if it's rides of the dark future i would say that that probably deals with uh some of the avs that are in the game maybe we're actually getting like avs that we can fly around in uh and we can actually do something with those in that case or yeah. um you know gangs of night city definitely feel like they're they're i'm hoping what this is and and 
this is kind of going into you know typical Logan territory. This is here, all but. speculation. This is all crazy speculation. And yeah, to, to jump in there real, real quick, I've had conversations or heard from a number of people who found the podcast more recently and listened back through the old episodes. And Logan, they've they've been very complimentary at some of our predictions because they were like, "Wow, you guys were actually right about so many things more often than you were wrong." So I guess we should just keep speculating because who knows? Maybe we'll be maybe we'll pull some more stuff out of thin air and it'll actually come to fruition. I'm going to I'm going to risk the phrase influencer in this instance <laughs> and suggest that if if CDPR wants to 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 dive into their 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 most engaged community members who are building content for it I'm looking at all the other YouTubers and stuff that are out there some of them have moved on to other games I'm not going to lie uh some yeah. of them are still sticking around once in a while they'll put out the video for something like uh the the hotfix and stuff but you know when I look at fashion forward it's clear that the modders want transmog it's clear that that's what uh we've been talking about wanting to have and having those options you know when i think about body shops it comes down to having your cars and being able to customize those being able to really make a, a any of the the uh type 66 vehicles you know the those look how you feel like you want them to see we see vehicles in the game that we can't access and i'm like well that doesn't make sense how come how come we can't get access to that vehicle but we can only buy this one but i can't can't I, you know, if, if there was, if there was more uh, access to uh, like end game earnings for gang uh, gangs of, of night city, you know, if I could do quests for the different gangs and earn gold that or not gold eddies, then I'd be able to actually go and buy all of the vehicles without having to cheese it. You know, that, mm -hmm. that, that economy isn't built in there. And then it would, it would make sense to have a body shop because you're working for gangs and you're earning more eddies and you're being able to modify your actual uh, body with different ripper docks that have different uh, equipment or your, your vehicles with the body shops and, you know, having a fashion forward system where you can actually transmog to look how you want without looking like a clown running around <laughs> trying to wear the best gear and running into people with uh, issues due to being chromed out. Having a body of chrome is a, is a good storyline to dive down and having uh, Rides of Dark Future tie into, you know, how far are we going with AVs or how far are we going into space with different things? Like, is the dark future space? Is that what they're talking about by going out into space and having a casino out there and, and it's, you know, it's dark in space, it's silent in space and Rides of the Dark Future could very well be us going out into that space orbital casino and that hotel to actually do stuff out there and actually you know continue on past the story of the game where v is is doing the the solo version where he goes on his own to uh to, to assault arasaka tower and at the end of it you know he he goes up into space uh and it ties more into mr blue eyes and what's going on with him and that's the the rides of the dark future are just rocket ships to space where the <laughs> future is going to be yeah um the relic could be tied into that as well. You know, the relic that is still a persistent issue in that in that actual uh, storyline. Like he still has the relic. He still has six months to live. The relic could be tied to you working with Mister Blue Eyes to ride, ride. You know, take one of the rides to the dark future to mm -hmm. finish up the relic and finding yourself neck deep in this space casino <laughs> and trying to get right. back to Night City. Right. What if What if the relic neck deep in Night city are actually code names for the for the three dlc packs and the rest of these are sense. smaller code names for smaller updates you know i like, would love it if it's a big big story and these are the chapters and we're taking each dlc and making it a full-fledged chapter of that story yeah yeah maybe you know all of this stuff makes me wonder it obviously things weren't things weren't complete when they released it we've talked about that a hundred times um but what if they messaged it as this is you can buy the game now for full price. You're going to get all these updates throughout the future. And the first thing you're going to get is a game that tells you the main story. The main story you play, you get this story first. And the game like the game world is mostly playable. It's not perfect yet, but at least you get to play through the story. And if you want to try some of the other side content, you can kind of that stuff's in beta. Like, had they played, you know, like, side quests, beta still. Uh, the way the cops respond, eh, still kind of beta. You know, the, the, the way that fashion's going to work, eh, still kind of beta. All that stuff's still kind of beta. But if you want the main story, you can play through that part. You know, if they just sold it yeah. to us like that, like, get the main story stuff now, 
pay full price, get the main story stuff now, and then get all the new content as it as it gets patched in from this point forward. Like that messaging would have worked, but they, they clearly didn't have that in mind when they released it. And now no, they've had to pivot and go, okay, well, this is you're going to get all this other stuff. And they yeah, haven't told that, us specifically, and, but like it seems like they're that's where they're going, right? And it, and it sucks too because from what it looks like, all of the DLC for this is going to be included free. Yeah. So it feels like you know they they could have put this out as as a pre-release. They could have said, hey, you know, we're doing early access for pre-orders yeah. on this date. You get access to the game in its in its current form and its main we're story, be, and you can play through the whole main story. There yeah. might be some bugs and things, but at least you can play through the whole main story. Yeah, and and Great. give a give people that opportunity, and it would have worked. I think it would have worked. I think people would have been like, oh, you know, I'm gonna hold off. I'm gonna let everyone test it out and whatnot. And there's so much a better. It's such a better PR story to say like, I'm gonna wait for the actual released version because you look at Fortnite. Fortnite was in beta forever. Minecraft was in beta forever. No one ever blinked an eye at how, how those games ran or how, how fleshed out they were because they were technically beta. And while it's hard to sell people on a, a $60, $70 game in a beta form, honestly, that's kind of what games are nowadays. How many yeah. people were complaining about Outriders having broken servers for an online game day one because they don't understand the concept of how server systems work and how scaling is almost impossible to plan for when you're making an online game. And if your game comes free to one of those consoles, heck yeah, it's going to be a pretty popular game mm -hmm. and it's going to be hard to plan for that. So I, I'm okay with games releasing as a beta, especially if they charge you full price, say that this is the full game, you'll get three years worth of committed uh, uh, thing until it's it's actually going to be the full-fledged game. And if I'm passionate about it, then yeah, I'm totally going to cover it. I'm totally going to buy into it and, and see how it goes. And if I don't, then at least I understood what I was getting when I paid for it. Right. And um, I think that's the issue. Games are uh, me messaging for games marketing for games is all about managing expectations and had they come forward with the game launch and said you can play through the main story plus you can access other stuff around the city like there's some there's some stuff we're still testing uh some of the systems aren't a lot of the systems aren't, aren't fully built out yet but everything works enough for you to play through the main story and imagine imagine the conversations that would have happened when you jump into the game and you go Oh, they said this stuff's kind of built, but man, I can I can do all of these side quests. I can talk to all of these people. I can go to all of these places. There's all of this cyber tech that's, that already still works. There's all of these, you know, like, wow, the game really is. Oh, there's all these vehicles that the, all these vehicles work. I mean, the driving is not great yet, but the, man, there's lots. There's a lot more here than I assumed when they said I could just play through the main story. Like, that's a completely yeah. different thing. So when your friend says, how is cyberpunk? You tried it out and you go, oh, yeah, I, I got to play through the whole story. But man, there's a lot of other stuff in there that I can test out already and then you're like oh wow okay cool like that's a completely different thing and then you, your friend goes oh well if i can try that other stuff out maybe i'll jump in too because it's more than just the story yeah yeah it's, there's all sorts of other stuff that they're they've already added in that's you know they're going to be expanding on okay cool I'll jump Plus in. you get the really that. you get the really good marketing beats of of hey you know they added this to the beta and you're like oh cool well that that fleshes out more of that story that's awesome and then you get another surge of people jumping into it you know when mm -hmm. you know when Witcher was uh you know adding DLC people were jumping on on those versions because they wanted to get the free DLC so they saw a whole new influx of of people purchasing the game at that point CDPR has the opportunity to really kind of do this with their next game and I hope that they take advantage of having people jump into it grounded right now grounded as a game coming from obsidian that's a very small team but that team has released it in early access as a beta and they are working with the community to actually flesh out that game so that it becomes the game that the community wants instead of the full-fledged uh completely finished game that that they're going to put out there and it's either going to flop or not that they hope uh, people very, want yeah yeah that they hope people want and that's kind of what I think cyberpunk needs is I think they need the modders. I think they need the community to to reach out to CDPR and be like, hey, these are the things that we want for this game. We're glad that you built this foundation. Please include the Takamura romance option in the Dum Dum option. Like, <laughs> those are what we want. Work what if you those. could what if you could set up other people to romance each other? What if you could like 
What if what if it was like really really difficult, but you could get Dum Dum and Takamura to be a couple? That's another. You could be like you know, a matchmaker. I, I, I didn't I didn't think you'd I didn't think we'd ever find a way into this conversation. <laughs> but I I do think that what you're touching on is a really important thing. Um, and and while I I definitely think it would be fun to have uh romance options between <laughs> NPCs and see relationships like that, we kind of get that a little bit with Judy and Evelyn. Uh, but I would love to have some of our NPCs that are story moment NPCs, like Judy, River, uh, 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 Panem, things like that. I would like to have a little interaction with the other, because it feels like mm-hmm. V has a whole bunch of friends, and all of those friends are like their they don't own know little each other. satellite friends. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like V needs to have a party and have all of his friends come meet each other so they can all talk bad about him behind his back while he's going getting ice or something like that. You know, we need something like that. Wait, is this something that you've been through? No. Sounds personal. No. That's... (laughs) No. I don't want to talk about it. All right. So what else was there for... for (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's that's kind of the big thing. Um, And CD Priar has said basically these titles don't mean that they're specifically for DLC packs that are coming out. But it does seem like that they are content that they're working on, which is still, I mean, it's still good. Like it's, it's not a bad thing. So yeah, I will, I will say that if this is intended for the first DLC patch, if those are chapter quests, as far as like a story plot goes, I'm all for it because what it sounds like in my head now that I've convinced myself and is actually going to happen is, is that we're going to space. (laughs) There you go. I think it's more likely that these are individual sections of the game that they're going to be augmenting and improving. Um, But if we go to space, that's cool too. That's I'm fine with that. It was, um, uh, I'm, I'm just going to throw fuel on the fire. Uh, all tell our tell Sorian actually said that they would like to have, uh, a, a part of the game that actually goes to South uh, Africa and, and meets up with the people out there and that we actually get to go and enjoy that culture, but go into space as well too. That's true. I'm just going to say that's true. That could be a thing. All right. Well, uh, we'll we'll keep dreaming about uh, Dum Dum and Takamura romances and going to space. Uh, well, we or you guys keep dreaming about that while we uh, wrap up the shows. Logan, what else do you have going on? What do you have to share before we head out? Um, uh, Keelhauled is still going strong. Uh, funny enough, Sea of Thieves did did a good service of of having their podcast support my podcast inadvertently. Uh, so <laughs> I'm really grateful for all the people that have joined up on that. So if you guys are hearing more and more about Sea of Thieves, um, either through this podcast or just through other people talking about season two, uh, my podcast Keelhauled is is the number one source. I've actually got a uh, guest this week. He's a, a good friend who I've I only know through uh through twitter he actually got to go to the studio back before the game was released and he actually got to play the original unity engine prototype of the game and the uh the the actual um gosh what is the engine that we're running unreal Mm. unreal engine Mm. version of it back before it was there there and he got his name in the game as a peg leg cosmetic so his oh, his fun. name jeff peg leg perez is actually a uh, a cosmetic that you can buy in the game so he's on the the episode this week uh i'm going to be talking with him about season two awesome awesome yeah and yeah season two is out now so you can play that uh just try that for the first time um some really cool additions to that if you play sea of thieves and yeah. let's see what do i have going on uh i'll be streaming some days this week you know regular days in the afternoons usually around 3 30 or in the evenings so um i don't have a set schedule but those are the times that streaming does happen so make sure you turn on notifications if you want to hang out uh, i've been playing a lot of fallout 76 again there's a bunch of great content in there uh some big updates coming soon for that um playing playing sea of thieves with my son and some other people and that's of course a lot of fun too um but yeah even just like some community games we even do community nights on occasion and play games that we can all play without having to even buy the games like the jackbox games and stuff like that so come hang out with us for those things um also we now have 11 11 people who are part of the robots radio rocket club who are launching their own podcasts and doing those kinds of things lots of great shows some really really creative people and if that's something you're interested in learning about or setting up for yourself please let me know and you can always check out uh, robotsradionet slash rocket dash club and you can go to the discord and look down the list of podcasts and you'll see all the different shows that are on there some of which you might be interested in so go check those out 
All right, that's it for us this week. Uh, we're going to be back next week, most likely with another... Um, well, for sure, next week with a patron episode, and the week after that, probably with another lore episode, unless we get a really cool new patch with some other stuff that we aren't expecting. So we'll find out. Um, but come join us if you want. There's still time to sign up on the Patreon if you'd like to join us during the chat to, for next week. So we'll see you guys then. And that's it. Have a good rest of your week, everyone, and stay safe in Night City. See you later. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hey there. My name's Jameson, or Big Cat. And I am Brenna, or Mother Goose. And together, we are the hosts of The DL, Weekly Gaming News. Each week, we bring you the top stories from last week, as well as something you might have missed. Our goal is to start a conversation about what's going on in the world of gaming. And every week, we have a special guest join us in the chat room, where we discuss a different gaming-related topic and learn more about our guests in the 60-second download. And if that isn't enough, we also have slim gyms so come and hang out with us every week and join in on the conversation good luck and have fun everybody and remember keep your goose loose hey i'm tom and i'm Stuart, and we're from the dungeons and dragons lore cast we talk about all things connected to DD lore and we're on the robots radio network so if you're into dungeons and dragons or you're into lore then come check us out you can find us on any podcatcher apple Podcasts, spotify google play wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. How well do you know your video game lovers? Have you ever wondered how your video game bays stack up against all the other delectable digital dates? I'm Genesis, the girl whose motto in life is love, laugh, tequila. And on Two Girls, One Ship, we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And I'm Vervada, the hopeless romantic cat lady and lifelong gamer. But you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of physical connection. Or from the deep emotional connections built between two characters, using specific in-game dialogue and the overall narrative journey. So join the two girls, one ship, shipsters, and remember, beauty is in the eye of the controller.